0: Welcome to today's episode of Wild Wednesday's Questions and Answers. I am the Now, and I greet you with the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Now today we're going to continue our angel subject and we uh, discussed a few um, questions last week about when God created the angels and what the Bible has to say about them. Now today we're going to take a look at what angels look like, what their purpose are and whether or not we as a human being have guardian angels. Now, let's start with what their purpose are. Now, naked cherubs, wings, halos, and cute kindergartners in the Christmas play are some of the images that come to mind when we think about angels. But God's word gives us an entirely different picture. Hebrews 1 verse 7 says, He makes His angels spirits and His servants flames of fire. Angels are spirits created to serve God's purposes. Scripture gives us only glimpses into the supernatural realm, but it is enough to learn that angels perform a variety of tasks and are used for several purposes. Firstly, to serve the people God saves. One purpose of angels is to minister to the elect of God. Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation, according to Hebrews 1 verse 14. Paul experienced an angelic visitation during a storm at sea. The angel brought him comfort. You can read about this in Acts 27 verse 23 to 24. Others who have been served by angels include Elijah, 1st King, 19 verse 3 to 8 and Peter were also served by angels in Acts 12 verse 6 to 10. Secondly to deliver messages. The word angel literally means messenger. In the Bible angels usually appeared as men when they delivered messages from God to people. See Genesis 18 verse 1 to 3. The angel Gabriel appeared to at least three people in the Bible. He interpreted a vision for Daniel. Daniel 8 verse 16 told Zechariah about the birth of John the Baptist, Luke 1 verse 19, and proclaimed to Mary that she would be the mother of the Messiah, Luke 1 verse 26. Angels in the form of men also warned Lot of God's impending judgment on Sodom and Gomorrah, Genesis 19 verse 1. Thirdly, to wage spiritual battle. Another purpose of angel's is to fight the forces of spiritual darkness who try to thwart God's plans. Ephesians 6 verse 12 and Jude 1 verse 9. When an angel appeared to Daniel to deliver the interpretation of a vision, the angel stated that Michael, the archangel, had to help him fight his way through enemy forces. You can read about this in Daniel 10 verse 10 to 14. The full extent of angelic warfare is not known to us, but... These few glimpses are enough to suggest that a fierce cosmic battle rages just out of sight. Number four, to worship God. Angels constantly surround the throne of God, worshipping and shouting praises. You can read about this in Psalm 148 verse 1 to 2, Isaiah 6 verse 3, Hebrews 1 verse 6, Revelation 5 verse 8 to 13. Since angels were created to worship God, their rejection of that purpose is an unforgivable wrong. When Lucifer, a chief angel, refused to worship God, insisted that angels worship him instead, God cast him from heaven. Isaiah 14 verse 12 to 18. Angels siding with Lucifer were exiled with him. Number five, to serve. Angels exist to. Do the will of their Creator. They go where God sends them, say what He gives them to say, and minister to His children on earth. You can read about this in Psalm 103, verse 20, Revelation 22, verse 9, and Hebrews 1, verse 14. After Jesus' 40 day temptation in the wilderness, Angels came and ministered to him. Matthew 4, verse 11. When the righteous die, it seems that angels carry them straight to the place of God's rest. Luke 16, verse 22. 6. To execute judgment. Angels are not all radiance and joy, they also carry out God's orders for destruction. The book of Revelation foretells many angelic. Acts that will bring about the ultimate destruction of the world. Read about this in Revelation seven verse one, Revelation eight to ten. When Pharaoh refused to let the people of God leave Egypt, God sent an angel to strike down every firstborn son. Exodus twelve verse twelve and Exodus and Exodus twelve verse twenty three. Pardon me. Angels were involved in the death of Herod. Acts 12 verse 23, the slaughter of an Assyrian army, 2 Kings 19 verse 35, and the punishment of Jerusalem, 1 Chronicles 21 verse 15. Number seven, to aid in the transmission of God's word, Hebrews 2 verse 2, speaking of the Mosaic law, calls it the message spoken through angels. Somehow, angels were involved in the process of Moses receiving the law on Sinai, revealing yet another purpose of angels. God uses angels any way he chooses. Because we hardly know anything about a world outside our physical universe, we cannot possibly understand all the purposes angels fulfill. But Christians have the confidence that God's holy angels stand ready to protect and deliver God's mortal children. Psalm 91 verse 11. While angels are created beings as we are and should never be worshipped, we can thank the Lord for them and the unseen ways he uses them to impact our lives. Now let's go have a look at the following questions. Do we have guardian angels? Matthew 18 verse 10 states, See that you do not look down on one of these little ones, for I tell you that their angels in heaven always see the face of my Father in heaven. In the context, these little ones could either apply to those who believe in Jesus or it could refer to the little children. This is the key passage regarding guardian angels. There is no doubt that good angels help protect. You can read in um, Daniel 6 verse 20 to 23, 2 Kings 6 verse 13 to 17, that they reveal information, you can read about this in Acts 7 verse 52 to 53, Luke 1 verse 11 to 20, and that they guide, Matthew 1 verse 20 to 21, Acts 8 verse 26, they provide for Genesis 21 verse 17 to 20 and then 1 Kings 19 verse 5 to 7 and then minister to believers in general like we just explained earlier in Hebrews 1 verse 14. The question is whether each person or each believer has an angel assigned to him or her. In the Old Testament the nation of Israel had the archangel Michael assigned to it. You can read about this again in Daniel 10 verse 21 and Daniel 12 verse 1. But scripture nowhere states that an angel is assigned to an individual. Angels were sometimes sent to individuals, but there is no mention of permanent assignment. The Jews fully developed the belief in guardian angels during the time between the Old and the New Testament periods. Some early church fathers believed that each person had not only a good angel assigned to him or her, but a demon as well. The believing guardian angels has been around for a long time, but there is no explicit scriptural basis for it. To return to Matthew 18 verse 10, the word there is a collective pronoun in the Greek and refers to the fact that believers are served by angels in general. These angels are pictured as always watching the face of God so as to hear his command to them to help a believer when it is needed. The angels in the passage do not seem to be guarding a person so much as being attentive to the Father in heaven. The active duty of oversight seems then to come more from God than from the angels which makes perfect sense because God alone is omniscient He sees every believer at every moment and he alone knows when one of us needs the intervention of an angel because they are continually seeking his face. The angels are at his disposal to help one of his little ones. It cannot be emphatically answered from scripture whether or not each believer has a guardian angel assigned to him or her. But, as stated earlier, God does use angels in ministering to us. It is scriptural to say that He uses them as He uses us. That is, He in no way needs us or them to accomplish His purposes, but chooses to use us and them nevertheless. Hebrews 1 verse 7 In the end, whether or not we have an angel assigned to protect us, we have an even greater assurance from God. If we are his children through faith in Christ, he works all things together for our good, Romans 8 verse 28 to 30. And Jesus Christ will never leave nor forsake us, Hebrews 13 verse 5 to 6. If we have an omniscient, omnipotent, all-loving God with us, does it really matter whether or not there is a finite guardian angel protecting us? Now, I hope you enjoyed the whole subject about angels and learned a whole lot of what the Bible has to say about these creations of God. Till we speak next week. Shalom.